Friends in Christ, we celebrate this weekend the Solemnity of Christ, the King of the Universe. And it's a fairly recent celebration in the Church's liturgical calendar. So unlike Christmas, or Easter, or Pentecost, these celebrations that go way back to the first centuries of the Church, the Solemnity of Christ the King comes to us in 1925, so less than a hundred years ago, it was Pope Pius XI, who, looking out at the world, recognized the many evils that were present in it and was determined that it was because the world and people had thrust Christ out of their lives that these evils were present. In particular, there were totalitarian regimes that time in the world, in Mexico, in Russia, and in parts of Europe, that there were regimes and governments not just contrary to religion and faith and the things of God, but governments that were determined to eradicate those very things from the face of the earth. So civilization was threatened and peace was threatened. The Pope went on to say, as long as there are individuals and states that refuse Christ, there will be no peace. He says we must look for the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ. That that's where we find peace. And so it is when we celebrate the feast of Christ the King. We want him to reign in our hearts so we can have his peace in our hearts. And beautifully this weekend, we have a clear image of what Christ looks like as our king. What kind of kingship does he have? First and foremost, we're told that he's the kind of king who's a shepherd. He's not some overbearing, overwhelming king who rules over us with demands. But he's the kind of king that dwells among us, shepherds us, he leads us. He says to the prophet Ezekiel this weekend, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. And so it is in the responsorial psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, we hear. There's nothing I shall want. Even though I walk through the dark valley, I will fear no evil. The valley of the shadow of death, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, you comfort me. That even in our darkest moments, even in the most difficult challenges we face, even in death itself, Christ is with us to guide us through to the light of eternity with God. What a confirmation and a consolation of our Christian faith. Secondly, we discover that he's the kind of king who brings healing and comfort to us in the sacraments of the church. Beside restful waters he leads me, says the psalmist. He refreshes my soul. And so he leads us through the waters of baptism to this new life in the spirit. He refreshes my soul. He restores me. In the waters of baptism, I'm made whole. Even so, he continues, you spread a table before me in the sight of my foes. 
God sets a banquet for us here in, in the Eucharist. He sets a banquet of love in which he feeds us his body and his blood, gives us his very life. Finally, he says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. That in the sacrament of confirmation and in the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, we're anointed with the oil of God. He gives us new strength, new vigor, new assistance that we desperately need. Whenever I celebrate the anointing of the sick, I always share with people, as close as the oil is on your skin right now, that's how close Jesus is to you in your struggles. He'll never leave you. He'll always be with you. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And finally, we discover Christ is the kind of king who is always near, never distant from us. He is particularly near in those who are weak and vulnerable and in need. When we encounter them, we encounter him. Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was ill. I was in prison. And the list is not exhaustive. He could have said, I was depressed and you helped me. I was discouraged, I was downcast, and you lifted me up. That in all of those we encounter who are needy, who are vulnerable, who are suffering, we encounter Christ and we will be judged, Jesus says, as to how well we have responded to Christ in those places. How important that we come to recognize that he is present to us in those who are struggling. I had an unforgettable experience a number of years before I entered the seminary. I used to volunteer to help out at a homeless shelter. And so on my day off from work, I would go in about 6 p.m. and I would stay overnight, sleep on a cot in the back, and then I would serve breakfast for all the guests in the morning and then I would go home. But there was one week in particular where several days in a row I, I didn't feel the presence of Christ in my life. If you've ever had that experience, you know it can be very distressing. You, you wonder what went wrong. Why, why is God not near? Why do I feel this way? But I went to the shelter anyway, and a couple of hours into my shift, a woman approached me and she said, excuse me, can I please talk to you for a few minutes. I need to talk to someone. And I said, of course. And I began to listen to her, and she shared with me all of the tragic circumstances that had led to her coming to that place, that she had lost her job. She had lost her money. Her friends and family had not supported her. She had no place to live. And the more she began to speak, the more I could feel God filling my heart, drawing very close 
almost overwhelmingly so. And I began to feel in my heart, I did not hear a voice, but I felt God speaking to my heart saying, you were looking for me. I'm standing right in front of you. I'm standing right in front of you. Christ the King is as close to us as that vulnerable person, that person who's struggling, that person who is in need that we encounter all the time. Are we able to recognize that and to respond? Because in that, we will find our peace. In the words of Pope Pius XI again, we must look for the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ. Where do we find that peace of Christ in our own hearts this week? And where is Christ reigning in our hearts as we follow him?